Hey there, and welcome to a brand new start. I'm your host, Sheridan Hare, and I'm the Ontario High School Specialist Student Recruitment Officer at Nipissing University. Joining me each episode will be a different member of the Nipissing University student community, sharing what life as an NU Laker is really like. On this week's episode, we're chatting with Rebecca. She is a fourth year student in the anthropology program, and she's double majoring in psychology as well. Between sharing her wholesome stories about meeting North Bay locals, to telling us all about her experience in the interdisciplinary courses, it was truly enjoyable to sit down with Rebecca and hear all about why she chose the anthropology program here at Nipissing. Thank you so much for being here today, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Of course. So how is your week going? It's really good. I just got home from Thanksgiving with my family. Nice. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Um, My name is Rebecca. I'm from Coburg, which is like a little town on the lake, Lake Ontario. Um, I'm a fourth year anthropology and psychology double major. Wow. Um, Yeah, and I'm graduating this year. It's crazy. That's so exciting. So what made you choose to do both an anthropology and a psychology degree? Um, So I went to Nipissing with the intention of just doing psychology. I was actually in the Bachelor of Science. Oh, wow. Um, I was like, I'm going to cure dementia. That was the goal. (laughs) And then become a therapist. It's going to be great. Um, And then I took a first-year course, uh, Introduction to Anthropology, with Reed Davis. Um, And I just, like, fell in love with the class. Like, one of the things, like, what I like about psychology is, like, the one-on-one interaction with, like, people Mm -hmm. um, and being able to, like, help them and learn from them. Um, and then I was also planning on, like, maybe minoring in sociology when I came here, which was, like, working on, like, big overall mm-hmm. social structural themes and stuff. Um, and then anthropology combined both of them. So I was like, this is so cool. I'm going <laughs> to do this. So. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what you would study as an anthropology student, just for listeners that might not know? Um, so at Nipissing, it's primarily cultural and environmental anthropology. Um, so the environmental side, we're learning about, like, the Anthropocene, which is, like, human, um, involvement on, like, the world and, like, just, like, the, the cool thing about anthropology that I love is that you can do anything and involve anything. Like, I took one class that was just, like, on death and, like, different cultural relationships with death and then, mm-hmm. like, our own relationship with it and, like, how that's not, like, the only way of thinking of things. Um, I have another class that's about, like, narratives and memories and, how not just the content of stories, but the way that they're told um, shapes, like, is shaped by and shapes how we think about the world. Um, It's just really fascinating to me. There's just so much you can do. Yeah, so much about the human experience, which is always interesting. Yeah. Um, Well, while we're talking about classes, have you had a favorite class so far that you've taken throughout your degree? I honestly love most of my anthropology classes. Um, And then a non-anthropology one that, like, incorporates some anthropology classes is the interdisciplinary one um which I love because it's like you're get to access like I came into school one of the other things I love about anthropology is that it incorporates so many things like there's because there's so many different ways of looking at things um then you don't have to like choose just one path Mm -hmm. that you're interested in and then the interdisciplinary class is just that but bigger um, because you can look at something from like a biological perspective, from a right. sociocultural 
like you can do everything. And yeah. this is the interdisciplinary class with Renee and Sal, right? Yeah. Okay, so I took one of those when I was a student. And uh, what was what's the topic of the one you took? Um, I did chaos last year and I'm doing dreams this year. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. so exciting. So the one that I took was called white. So okay. just for anyone that's listening that has no idea what we're talking about, um, basically the interdisciplinary classes, they take a topic or a word. So white, chaos, and dreams is the one you said. Yeah. So they take that word and they invite professors from all of the different departments in the university to present on what that word means in their field. So it's really interesting and you you kind of get a wide range of, of discussions and topics and lectures and things like that. And it all relates to this one word, which is super cool. Um, for you and the one that you've already taken, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about what each, some of the professors that lectured taught about? Yeah, so um, last year was chaos, and so it's the one that I've completed, and it started off with a religion professor, and we talked about how all the creation stories started with chaos, and chaos was feminized, like, it was always like a feminine body was the creator of chaos, Um, and we talked about the relationships of that, and then another one was English, and we talked about dystopian fiction, and... um, then with Carly, she was she presented for one of them, and she talked about how, um, like European colonialism was like imposing borders on what they considered was the chaos of Indigenous peoples' um, farming and like ways of life. Right, and Carly um, is your as an anthropology yeah. professor. Um, and so it was just like they all. It was so cool because none of them were related to each other, but then at the end of the day, like they all were saying the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, in general, what we got from that class was, like, that we think that we want chaos to end. Like, we often talked about the pandemic, and there was a lot of biology talking about viruses and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we need both of them, and, like, we strive for both of them. Um, and that, like, chaos and order as, like, the opposite of chaos, um, they are not different things. They're just, like, the same thing being interpreted differently. Right. That's what I got from it. Wow, that's so yeah. cool. I never even thought about, like, biology and COVID and chaos. Like, those all yeah. really do go together. Um, and if I remember correctly from when I took the interdisciplinary class, which was a few years ago now, but uh, it was, like, one lecture from a professor in a different department, and then the next week it would be just, like, a class with Renee and Sal who would kind of link it to everything we had already talked about. Yeah. And you would have just, like, a big class discussion. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. So we would both highly recommend an interdisciplinary class. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I was so excited when I heard, because I almost went to, like, another school that was just, like, an interdisciplinary degree. Oh, wow. "Mm, No, not gonna. That's far away. That's expensive. That Um, would also be mind-blowing, I feel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, Rebecca, what was your experience like as a first-year university student and a first-year in the anthropology program? Um, So, just as a student in general, it was a lot more freeing and less scary than I thought. (laughs) Um, I became, like, best friends with my roommates right away, which I was not expecting to. Um, It was, like, Frosh Week, especially one of them. um, We did everything at Frosh together that we could, even though we were on different teams. Um, and then she would just, like, drag me to, like, different residence events and stuff. <laughs> so I was, like, forced to socialize, which was really good because I was a very nervous person. Um, in anthropology and, well, I guess psychology in general, I started the Bachelor of Science. I'm now in the BA because anthropology is an arts program. We don't have the faculty yet, I don't think, for um, 
both. Um, but yeah, so I started the Bachelor of Science, which meant I was doing a lot of math and chemistry and biology, which I was, again, scared of because that's like not my forte. I don't mm-hmm. know why I took the Bachelor of Science. Um, I think just because I was like, I knew that I could bounce from science to arts and mm-hmm. not the other way around. Yes. Just for credits wise. Um, so it was like really overwhelming, but also super cool because in the science programs, you get to like meet so many other people like doing labs and stuff. So it's like a lot of like working one-on-one with people. Um, first year classes were big. I come from a small town with like 30 people maximum. So like Nipissing, I chose in part because the classes are so small. Sorry, you came from a town that has 30 people maximum? <laughs> no. Um, in classes. Okay. In classes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be impressive, honestly. I, I was gonna I was gonna inquire. <laughs> um, no, 30 people in classes. I think we had like 200 people in like one of my schools that I went to. So. Wow. More than 30. So right, coming to Nipissing was kind of, you know, we have a smaller community mm-hmm. in comparison to some other institutions across the province and across Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I came to class and I remember I was going to apply to another school and then I was told that I would have like 700 people in one of my classes. And I was like, no. And this thing was like 60 people maximum most yeah. of the time. And I was like, that sounds approachable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the big classes, but even those were like really chill more so than I thought that they would be. I do like the smaller class sizes of like, later years in school just because like you mm-hmm. get the one-on-one but even with the bigger classes like again I had Reed and then Carly second year and I've had classes with like over 30 people in them with both of them and they get to know names like right you just yeah you get to know them and they like they take their students seriously and like as real people which mm-hmm. I feel like we're, I'm not a number which is yes absolutely uh, yeah and that's definitely part of just like you said the smaller community you get to know the people in your classes and your professors and mm-hmm. you probably still know like professors that you took classes with in your first year yeah yeah I miss some of my first year problems so much <laughs> I don't know if they'd even recognize me but I'm like oh karaoke like <laughs> So you've mentioned a couple of professors so far, and I just want to know, is there anyone specific that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, like Reed and Carly are my favorite professors. Like I met Reed first year, Carly second, and they've been so supportive and like so kind yeah. the whole time. And they are both anthropology professors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yes, if you're listening and you want to take a, a class with Reed or Carly in the anthropology department... <laughs> Um, and have you gotten involved at all in your program or throughout your time at Nipissing in, in any kind of extracurriculars? Yeah, the anthropology, well, just Nipissing in general has a lot of involvement opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like one of the other things that called me to the school was um, the fact that I could get involved in like psychology, like research in the labs, right. which you usually can't do as an undergraduate. Um, I personally haven't volunteered in the labs yet, but I've done a lot of like, I've been in, a, in the testing process. Um, and then in anthropology, it was in a class, actually, um, we got to do an ethnography, um, for a class. I took it in second year, but I think it was a third year class, um, which meant we got to, like, go out into the community and do our own, like, investigative research. Um, I did, like, the ghost walks in, um, the North Bay Museum, and so it was just so cool, like, getting to have that experience, um, and, like, feeling like a professional, like, when I would, like, talk to Jill at the museum um, and, like, 
yeah, I was just able to do the research and then I wrote my own ethnography um, and like combined it with literature. It was kind of like a miniature thesis, which is super cool because I'm doing my thesis now and it like I feel a lot more prepared for it. Right. Um, and then this year I am being a teacher's assistant um, in the second semester and a research assistant in the first semester. Wow. Both with Carly and Reed. So I'm getting like so much experience for things that I might want to do in the future. Right. Because um, I'm planning on doing my master's, which is going to be more research. So the thesis is super cool. Um, and teacher's assistant. I don't know if I want to be a teacher. There's this like tall ship I would love to work on as a teacher. Um, and so that would be cool. But also just in general, like I feel like I get more involved with the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are awesome opportunities that you might not have at another institution that only reserves them for either master's or PhD students, right? Like you yes. get those experiences right in your first four-year undergraduate degree here at Nipissing. Yeah, I could have gotten involved in like the psych labs in first year. Mm-hmm. Um, normally they suggest second year, but I was, right. yeah, you can do it whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you get so close to the teachers, like there's just so much opportunity to like get to know them and like what their research is. Um and, like, yeah, you have that one-on-one conversation. So, like, if they know you might be interested in something, they'll, like, guide you towards it. Or, like, if they have right. research in one realm, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, you would love this research. It's, like, want to research. Right. Um, want to tag along. And, yeah. It's super yeah, cool. that's amazing. After learning about Rebecca's program change, I wanted to know if that had impacted her career goals. How do you feel that Nipissing has prepared you for life after you graduate? Um, yeah, I was really scared, like, coming to school because I, like, kind of had a plan of, like, the, like I mentioned before, like, the psychology, um, becoming a therapist. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what that would look like. And I felt like I had to, like, have every step planned out from the beginning, which I very much did not. <laughs> um, and then I came to Nipissing and then I changed majors like in my first year and that was possible I didn't know that was going to be a thing that I could do um and I had people like helping me every step of the way and then now like my initial plan like disintegrated I went from like I'm gonna cure dementia with (laughs) science to like oh maybe there's like structural things that like we need to be focusing on um that'll help like a lot of people in like a different way than I'd ever considered before um, also being at Nipissing, I gained a lot of confidence, like doing the ethnographic research. Like I'm a really shy person, mm-hmm. um, putting myself out there and like literally a field that requires like talking to people and just like being a real person with other people was really scary to me. But now I'm like, oh, I can do that. Also, everyone's a lot nicer than I was <laughs> expecting them to be. So I think a lot of that has helped. Um, I've just, like, gained a lot of confidence in myself, and, like, I have less of an idea of, like, what I, like, for sure want to do, but I also feel like the opportunities are reachable in a way that I didn't necessarily feel before. Right. I I love that you said that because I think a lot of students who are thinking about their next steps, they're in grade 12 trying to figure it all out, think that you when you pick your program, you have to know exactly the career you're going to land in and ha- like you said, have it all planned out. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. A lot of people come in in their first year, take the program that they think they want to take. And then as they're taking other classes, they realize, oh, that's something I'm interested in. Maybe I can take that instead. And they find something that they just did not think was something they would ever do and now that's like similar to your story now you're taking anthropology and maybe you had no idea what anthropology was before you came here 
Yeah, and I just like I love that it, um, it like reframed the way that I thought of things too because it's like I feel like I used to think like I needed to have every right answer and like think objectively. This is another thing that anthropology specifically is really good at, which is like realizing that there's a thousand more ways to think of something than you would have ever thought before. Um, so yeah, I just love like the that freedom of like what you can do and what is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. On that note of you back in first year, if there was a piece of advice that you wish you could give yourself in first year, what would it be? Um, I have two. One is that people don't care <laughs> as much as you think they do. Um, I love, I've seen people like in class wearing a suit and another person wearing their PJs. I love it. People, <laughs> you do whatever you want. Like you don't have to be anxious about being like constantly observed or judged because everyone here is from like a different walk of life. Like again, small school, everyone knew kind of everybody yeah. um, in my elementary school and then here nobody knows anybody and it's just like this like freedom mm-hmm. um, of like self-expression and like who you can be friends with. You don't have to be friends with the first people you meet. That's another good piece of advice. <laughs> you do not have to stay with those people. Um, doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that like there's just so much more out there than yeah. you would have thought before. Um. Yeah, that's mostly it. I had another one. Completely forgot it. (laughs) That's good advice. I like that. And, you know, everyone is coming here for the first time, Mm -hmm. usually in their first year, and figuring it all out together. So, Mm -hmm. like you said, no one, everyone's thinking about themselves and what they're doing and not you. So that is good advice. I like that. I remember the other one um, is that your professors are not scary. (laughs) They're real people. Like, I don't know if other people, like, felt like professors have to be like this like authoritative figure um that like know all the answers and are just like unapproachable that's movies give us that idea (laughs) it's not true like you email your prof like right at 3 a.m and just be like hey homie maybe don't do that first year (laughs) but like when you get to know them like they're just real people and they like recognize that you're a real person and I feel like a lot of like in high school or whatever they, they might tell you like oh things are more serious in college like you can't just but they're, they're, the profs are people, and they yes. understand that you have a life outside of school, and they're really accommodating to that if you ask them nicely. Yes. I remember my first year, I was, like, nervous about calling them doctor mm-hmm. and things like that, but a lot of them are just, like, literally just call me whatever their name is. Like, call me yeah. Chris <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of Dr. Pekarski. That's yeah. Dr. Chris for you. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I won't fake that. <laughs> Oh, my God. But it's true. You don't have to, to call them. Well, you should maybe the first time. But, like, yeah. then they're like, no, like, do not call me that. We're yeah. very informal here. And I, I liked that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something I tell people. You'll get on a first name basis with your professors and they'll remember who you are and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, do you have a favorite spot to hang out on campus? I love the trails. Um, I go to the waterfall. I used to think I was going to hike to the waterfall every day to do homework there. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a far walk. Rigor mortis trail, not good with textbooks in your backpack. Um, but there's a closer one, which is the lookout, which is really nice, um, to just like set up there. Otherwise, I don't know. I just like being outside. I like going to the pond. I have friends that will just like hike the trails with me or just like walk around campus in general. Yeah, lots of opportunity to be outside here for sure. Yeah, it's in the winter, it's a little bit harder because it's cold, but... It's this time worth of year, it. beautiful. Yeah, and even like when it's cold, it's sunny. Also, North Bay is a lot warmer than you think it is. Yes, because it's like a dry cold. Um, because like at home we live by the lake. Right. Um, 
it's freezing at 10 degrees. Like, it's like you're shivering. Right. Come to North Bay, 10 degrees, you're like, oh, taking my sweater yeah. off. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I like telling people that, too. People always ask me if it's snowing in North Bay in, the, in July. It's not. <laughs> uh, on that note, what do you think is the best thing about both Nipissing and the city of North Bay? Um, one of the first things I noticed uh, was, because I'd never been on a bus before. I was very scared to be <laughs> like on a, a bus. Like a city bus? Yeah. I actually did my first research project on a city bus because I was so confused. And he was like, the read was like, start somewhere that like you're not necessarily familiar with. So you're looking at it from fresh eyes. And I'm like, I've never been on the city bus. That's so and funny. And it showed because I pulled the terminal um, cord at the terminal. Um <laughs> Like, yeah. the, I want to stop at the terminal. Everybody on the bus turned to look at me and was like, one guy was like, what are you doing? Um, and then I was so stressed out. I also got off the bus because everyone else got off the bus because it had stopped. And I didn't know that I could stay on it. And so I just got on their bus, the one that everyone else went to, which I ended up floating around for a long time. <laughs> I was almost late to class, but I wasn't. Because one lady who had, like, seen me pull the stop was like, is this your first time on the bus? And I was like, <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, and then she was super helpful. I asked her like if she knew if this bus would get to the school eventually. Um, she was like, yeah, I, like just go ask the bus driver. And then, yeah, I was able to get to the school. It was overwhelming, but it was really nice because everyone was super nice to me. And then also just on the bus, I found that like before COVID especially, um, I couldn't sit on the bus without like a stranger coming to like talk to me which sounds bad but I'm like a really I'm an anxious person but I will never start conversations so I just met so many people and like heard so many like cool life stories um so yeah I just love like there's always like a smile to go around or like so wholesome yeah people are so nice (laughs) yeah I think everyone has a story about getting lost on the bus in their first Mm -hmm. year um if it makes you feel any better this one time I was taking the bus uh, to residents from from my class mm-hmm. and I didn't know you had to pull the cord <laughs> so when no one pulled the cord and there wasn't anybody stopped at the bus stop the bus driver drove right past the bus stop and I was like no wait I wanted to get <laughs> off so uh yeah I had to walk from the next stop mm-hmm. so we all have a story like that you will learn how to use the bus for anyone who's like oh no I'm I've never taken a bus yeah. um it's not it's not as hard as uh, we've made it out to be right now the website's super helpful yes <laughs> they have like an app now I yeah. think um and the people at the front desk of your residence building will also help you they helped me figure out how to use the bus so mm-hmm. um yeah but you know it might happen and that's mm-hmm. okay because North Bay is isn't a huge city so you're not gonna go too far yeah, and there's always, like, someone around who, like, if you ask, yes. they'll help you. The bus drivers. Ask the bus drivers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming in today and telling us all about the anthropology program and about your experience as a Nipissing University student. Thanks again for having me. I had a lot of fun, and I love bragging about my props, to of be course. honest. <laughs> That's it for this episode of A Brand New Start. Thank you to our guest, Rebecca, for joining us today. A huge thank you to our producer, Chris Mikarski, as well as Sarah Taylor, the Associate Registrar of Recruitment, who makes this podcast possible. Stay in touch with us. Do you have questions about how you can become a Nipissing student? Do you want more information about the anthropology program? You can send us an email at anewinfo at nipissingu.ca or you can follow us on Instagram to see all of the cool stuff we're doing at a new recruitment. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us and review us or tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Sheridan Hare, and thank you so much for listening to A Brand New Start.